We hope you'll be blessed and inspired and challenged and motivated by this fresh word from Christian Heritage Church. He overcame everything, everything on the cross. I want to fulfill a promise that I made to the Lord. How many of you know the Bible says, don't make promises to the Lord, but if you make promises to the Lord, you need to try to do your best to keep those promises? That's paraphrase, but it's in there in Proverbs and Ecclesiastes. So I made a promise to the Lord and I got to fulfill it today. Let me tell you a story, a true story. This is a picture of our youngest son, Andrew Micah. And this picture, he's about 16 months old. If we can put that up there. This boy was a handful. Anybody have any kids that if they haven't been labeled this already, they got ADD, HDMI, LMNOP, all of that kind of stuff. This boy had all of that going on. And he was just a bundle of energy that you wouldn't believe. They couldn't keep him in the nursery at our church. He would break loose of the nursery. And uh, this is the truth. And it got to where we started to realize, because he already had an older brother who was a little bit more normal. <laughs> and we got to realize something is wrong. He like wouldn't sleep. He had incredible energy and he had incredible strength. Anybody ever seen the Flintstones? Remember the Flintstones? Meet the Flintstones. Getting spiritual in here now. Praise. Oh, yeah, I felt something. Remember Bam Bam from the Flintstones? Remember Bam Bam? This boy was like a real life Bam Bam. And I, I couldn't hold him down when I was 26 years old. He's 16 months old. And, and if he wanted to get away from me, he would get away from me. And we believe in discipline. I don't know if you believe in discipline or not, but we believe in discipline. Unfortunately, my father believed in too much discipline for me. Um, and, and so, but I, it was hard to discipline this child. And it got to where he realized his strength was just beyond belief. I couldn't control him. Nobody else could control him. And he just had this incredible strength. So it got to where... We started praying about, you know, should we look into taking him to the doctor or something? Is something wrong with him? And so we began to pray about that. I mean, he'd sleep like an hour a night, that type of thing. And one of the times we had this discussion about should we look at the doctor doing something about this, we're walking into our house. We were just starting a church at this time, and we had moved into a double-wide trailer that didn't have a garage or a shed of any kind. It just had a porch on the front. And that's where I had to keep anything that was outdoor type stuff. So I had a six and a half horsepower motor, on a six and a half horsepower push mower with a six and a half horsepower motor on top of that lawnmower sitting on the porch. So that's pretty heavy. I don't know, 70, 80 pounds. This boy, when he's like this tall, he hasn't been walking that long. I just said to his mom, should we think about, you know, taking him to the doctor? Because we're like, praying about it and wondering what's going on. It wasn't cute to us anymore. We're walking into the house and this boy who can barely walk leans over and with one hand picks up that lawnmower two wheels off the ground. Then somehow he leans back. I don't even know how it's physically possible, but he leans back, picked up all four wheels off the ground, took it in with one hand, threw it across the porch. Does it sound like I'm making that up? I'm not. And so right then I said, well, let's, let's get him to the doctor, see what's going on. <laughs> yeah, it's funny now, it wasn't then. <laughs> um, so we took him to the doctor. We got very fast service. 
because when they took his vitals, his blood pressure, I mean, his heart rate was over 200 beats per minute. His blood pressure, everything else was similar to those kind of crazy numbers. So, so we don't know what's wrong, but something bad is wrong. Took him to the hospital immediately. Started doing CAT scans, MRIs. They said, we don't know what it is, but they said there's something in his abdomen that's not right. And we're going to need to do surgery. So we're, we're just getting this little church going. Day or two passes. They get all the surgeons together, a team of five surgeons. We get gathered up at the hospital. They start the surgery early in the morning, go till late in the afternoon. They took out his right adrenal gland. They took out uh, part of his, one of his kidneys, part of the plumbing to his kidneys. They took out part of his back muscles, part of his liver, and they took out seven lymph nodes. How many of you know you don't want one lymph node with cancer? When we went to the doctor the next day, he said, I have nothing good to tell you. He said, four lymph nodes were eat up with cancer. And he said, but that's not really the worst of it. He said, your son had one of the rarest cancers, has one of the rarest cancers known to man. He has an adrenal cortical carcinoma. At that time, 33 people had had it. 32 of them were dead. He said, take him home. He's going to die within six months. See, the reason he had this strength, if you've heard of the fight or flight response, that's where a little grandma can pick up a car because her baby's under the car. Do you know what I'm talking about? That's when your adrenaline kicks in. And he was living in that kind of a state 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So it's kind of like having a miniature Incredible Hulk in your house. But your heart cannot sustain that. And eventually, basically, just everything inside just breaks down and, and, and you die. And that always happened before within six months. But how many of you know that the Bible says Jesus told his disciples when they would stand in front of certain people, talking about judges and authorities in their case, he said, don't worry about what you're going to say because the Holy Spirit himself is going to give you what to say. And that doctor looked at me, and as my wife is standing there crying next to me, and I feel like crying on the inside, he said, take him home. He's going to die within six months. There's nothing we can do. No chemotherapy or radiation does anything for this. They tried it on all the other kids that had this, and they all died. He said, so that's just the way it is. And I looked at him, and I said, no, sir. And, and the Holy Spirit came upon me, and I can take no credit for this. How many of you know that the Holy Spirit wants us to listen to what he's saying and move with what he's telling us to do? In our circles, we get real concerned about speaking in tongues. And, and like the Apostle Paul, I speak in tongues more than you all. I believe in it. It's how I edify myself. It's how I get built up. And I walk in with power and authority this morning, walk in with a virtue of the Holy Spirit on me. But having said that, we get so concerned about yielding to speak in tongues. In other words, letting the Holy Spirit speak through us. But many times the Holy Spirit first wants us to speak in English what we know to say. And so I was sitting there and I thought, am I going to say this? This is like crazy stuff. And for the first time in my life, I looked at that man and I said, sir, the Lord is going to heal my son. He said, that's okay, you're in denial. I've been doing this longer than you've been alive. I understand that. He said, and I said, sir, the Lord is going to heal my son. Well, he said, I'll tell you what, we're going to take 
some tissue samples, sent them to California to a lab, and I want you to come back a week from now. He said, but this is just to confirm that it's already in his brain, his bone, and his blood. There's no way it isn't, because not only was it in the seven lymph nodes, not only was it pumping through the adrenal gland, but the adrenal gland had broken open and was spewing into the abdomen. He said, three different ways, your son is dead. So we went home for a week, came back a week later, and this is what he said. He said, before you say anything, he said, I, I don't want you to get excited. He said, the stuff came back from the lab and it's showing that it's negative. It's showing that nothing is there, but this is impossible. And I said, sir, the, I told you the Lord's going to heal my son. He said, we're going to send it off again. So he sends it off again. A week goes by. We come back a week later. He says, listen to me. He says, somebody in the lab needs to be fired. That's, and so we can laugh at it now. We weren't laughing then. And I said, no, I told you the Lord's going to heal my son. Went back and forth, back and forth. They started doing CAT scans and MRIs all the time. Turned into a few weeks, turned into a few months. The six months time came and went. A couple years passed by. Stuff showed up again in there, scared, tried to scare us to death. I told Heather, I said, don't tell anybody about this. I don't think anybody else will have the faith for this because this is hard enough for us. And we prayed and prayed and prayed and they did a, another MRI and they came back and they said, oh, we told you that the cancer's back, but it was just scar tissue from strep throats, all it was. Stuff like that happened twice. Listen, four years in, that doctor who would always fight with me, he got cancer. I take no, no pleasure in this, but he got cancer. He died. He wouldn't let me pray for him. Didn't want to have anything to do with that. Then... Uh, another doctor came along 10 years past. The new doctor said this 10 years later. He said, we're not going to say today that your son is in remission because no one has ever been in remission from this cancer before. He said, but what we will say is this. If your son dies of cancer, it's not going to be this cancer. And I'll tell you something else. Listen, let me tell you how cool God is. All the other stuff that they took out, remember I mentioned all the other stuff they took out? His kidney... It regrew itself. Now, that happens in the natural sometimes. His adrenal gland took over for the other one. He didn't have to have any kind of special medicine to go into puberty. All these other things that could have killed him or caused major problems, they were all secondarily healed, like five other things. And so let me show you a picture, if you can put that picture up. This picture is another picture of Andrew about a year and a half ago at his senior prom where he's healthy and alive and well. He's in full-time ministry today, <clears throat> serving the Lord, singing for the Lord. And from that, God taught us all kinds of crazy stuff. You see, from that, that began to build my faith and I began to pray for people in new ways, in crazy ways. Over the course of the next five or six years, seven people in our church were miraculously healed of cancer. Um, documented stuff. One person came in, they had a baby dead in the womb. They said, come back tomorrow, there's no heartbeat, there's no, the uterus is formed wrong, come back tomorrow for a DNC, we'll clean this out. They came on a Tuesday night Thanksgiving service. We prayed for them at the altar. And by now, this is about a year later, the church is beginning to move in, in greater faith with us. 
We laid hands on them and we said, live, live, live in the name of Jesus. That child is 20 years old today, alive and well. And from that, 258 people were baptized in water connected to those stories that I'm telling you. I want you to know God can do anything. Listen to me. James says this, consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Whatever you're going through right now, God's got it. I want you to know that. James goes on and says, perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking in anything. And this is a a whole message that I have. It's just handwritten on a CD, but until I run out of them, I've got a much extended message that you don't want to hear this morning because she said something about 90 minutes. So, uh, but if you want one of those, we'll give you one of those back at the table until I run out of them. Tell God's picture of you. But I do want to just give you this quick version. Show this other picture, Andrew, if you will. He recovered from his surgery when he was a little baby, and, and he became relatively normal. He's still not totally normal because I'm his dad, but he became relatively normal. Look at the next picture. And he liked to play like everybody else, and then he started playing with these things. Look at this, Duplo blocks. Anybody know what Duplo blocks are? Those are the predecessor to a young adult torture device that we call Legos. Show the picture of those. Go to that next slide if you will. You ever stepped on one of those in the middle of the night with no shoes on? You better have said praise the Lord or you're in trouble now. Um, But Andrew loved those big baby blocks when he was a baby. and He grew into liking these and he began to just, that's all he wanted for Christmas and his birthday. And when he was about 12 years old, he said, and don't put up that next picture till I tell you, but when he was about 12 years old, all he wanted from his parents and grandparents and everybody was this gigantic Lego set. And so he went and disappeared into his room that Christmas, and he was gone for about 12 hours. He just came out to eat and to use the bathroom. I mean, 12 hours later, that 12-year-old, he came, he had all of that, but look at what he came out with. Look at this next slide. He turned that into this. That's called the, the green grocer set. And we've, we've sold and given away almost everything in order to move to New York, but we still keep that for him for the future. We've got that in storage, still put together. Why? Because it reminds me that God can take all of the little blocks of your life. Go back one slide, if you will. God can take all the stuff that's going on in your life. That marriage that's fallen apart, maybe it was your fault, maybe it wasn't your fault at all, makes no difference. That that kid that your kid didn't get healed in this life. How many of you know healing this life is secondary to spiritual healing anyway? But that person that went on to heaven and you don't understand why, you, you don't know how they all fit together, but whatever's going on, when it's hard at work, when it's hard at school, when it seems like God's chastening, uh, it, it's, it seems like it's hurting us, but how many of you know God's going to never do anything that's not for your good and for his glory if you'll trust him? He takes all those pieces and he makes them into something beautiful. And Romans 8 says this, you know this old verse, um, we know that all things work together for good to them that love the Lord, to those who are called according to his purpose. So whatever you're facing this morning, God's got it if you'll trust him, if you'll put it in his hands. But I I, want to spend just a moment and ask two questions. Number one, do you know Jesus? 
If you don't know Jesus, then you can be healed or you cannot be healed, and it really doesn't make any difference at all. So if you don't know Jesus today, would you put your faith and trust in him? Serving Jesus is not about becoming perfect. He is the perfect one. He is the holy, righteous one of Israel. He's got it all together. And if you'll put your faith and trust in what he did on the cross, he will begin to change you and make you who he wants you to be. Could we do this? Could we bow our heads and close our eyes all across the house for a moment? Is there one person here today that would say, Preacher, today I want to get my life right with Jesus. I want to know that if I was to die today, I'd go to heaven and I need to make it right with him. If that's you, would you slip up your hand? Is there one person that would say, today I want to make it right with Jesus? I uh, Thank you back there. Anybody else say, yes, today I need to pray. Thank you in, in the balcony. Anybody else today? Thank you, sir. Anybody else today? Raise that hand high. If you say, I need to get it right with Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else today? Anybody else? Thank you over there. Thank you. Thank you. 10, 12 people. Listen, everybody look at me. I'm going to lead us in a prayer. But I want to tell you what that prayer is. So you won't just be mumbling something after me. Jesus said that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that he is Lord and that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So that's not, that's not about repeating some little formula. But it, listen, how many of you believe Jesus came back to life? If you really believe that... You're crazy, but I'm crazy because the laws of the kingdom of God supersede the laws of this world. And so here's what I want to pray, something like this. Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I ask you to be the Lord of my life. I believe you died on a cross and rose again three days later. And I say, Jesus is Lord. Does that sound good today? Then you 10, 12 people that raise your hand, everybody in the room, would you pray this with me today? And if you 10, 12 people will mean this, your life will be changed forever starting today. Pray this with me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, thank you so much for dying on the cross for my sins. I believe you died for me and rose again three days later. And I say, Jesus is Lord. Say it again. Say, Jesus is Lord. Look at me, everybody. Those 10, 12 people that raise your hand, raise it high again now. If you say, I just made my life right with Jesus. Look around. Give these people a hand clap. You, you encourage them in their walk of faith. The next thing you need to do, get with one of your pastors today. Tell them, I want to be baptized in water. And they'll set you up. That's the next step. It'll change your life forever. Could anybody use some healing today? Anybody in this room? Is anybody sick in this room? Raise your hand if you're sick. If it's a minor sickness or if you got cancer, either way, raise your hand. Raise your hand. Would you stand up if you're sick today? So don't come up here, but just stand up right where you are. Stand up right where you are. There is nothing inside of me that is not inside of you. If you're sick today and you're standing, but you believe, if y'all can just play real quiet, thank you, Mr. If you believe that Jesus is Lord, if you're standing but you believe Jesus is Lord, raise your hand. There's nothing then inside of me that's not inside of you. Because the same power that Heather sang about a moment ago, the same power that rose Jesus from the dead resides inside of us. 
And that power has the ability to destroy cancer right now. That power has the ability to destroy sickness. That power has the ability right now to transform your body. That power has the ability to cause anything that's inside of you that is not in alignment with the Word of God to go in the name of Jesus right now. So would you do this right now? Whatever the sickness is, if it's not personal, if it's personal, just touch yourself you know, on the shoulder or something. We're not looking to embarrass anybody. But wherever that sickness is, if you've got back problems, touch that back. Whatever it is, if it's a heart, touch that heart. And right now, in the name of Jesus, I want you to pray with me. I want you to speak to that sickness. The Bible says the power of life and death is in the tongue. Now that is, listen, that has been abused in America. It's been abused by preachers who've said that's about having a private jet or having a nice car. I'm not against either one of those things. I've had lots of nice cars. But listen, the power of life and death is in the tongue. That is not talking about something that is so menial as money. That's talking about life. Life resides in your tongue. And if you've got Jesus living inside of you, then when you begin to speak and proclaim who he is and that he has created this body, then there's no telling what he's going to do right now. And in the name of Jesus, would you just begin to pray for yourself in the name of Jesus right now? Speak to that thing. Say, in the name of Jesus, be gone. Whatever, if there's cancer that you're dealing with, say, in the name of Jesus, be gone, cancer. In the name of Jesus, we curse cancer in this place. And we speak life to every cell that needs to do what it needs to do in that place. Right now, in the name of Jesus. We speak right now to back issues. We speak in the name of Jesus to people that are dealing with sciatica, people that are dealing with somebody that's been told they need to have fusion surgery. Right now we ask in the name of Jesus that the back would be corrected, that things would go into alignment, that there would be spiritual surgery that would happen right now, that there would be relief in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Right now, Father, whatever it is, in the name of Jesus, lay your hands on yourself and say, Jesus, we ask you to heal me right now. Say that with me. Say, Jesus, we ask you to heal me in the name of Jesus. Say this with me. Say, by your stripes, I am healed. Say, by your stripes, I am healed. Say this with me. Say, you are the God that heals me. You are the God that heals me. Say this with me. This is from, straight from the word of God. Say this with me. Say, uh, you are willing to heal right now in the name of Jesus. Say, you are willing to heal. And right now in the name of Jesus, we pray that right now healing go forth. Go forth in this place. We speak encouragement to your faith. That your faith would grow right now in the name of Jesus. And that whatever is wrong would be reversed in the name of Jesus right now. We speak life. We speak healing healing. We speak liberty. People that have been told there is no hope, we speak hope to them. We ask for extensions of life in this place in the name of Jesus. We ask that you would grant your healing virtue to flow in this place that right now, in the name of Jesus, right now in the name of Jesus, that every sickness would go in the name of that minds, that minds that have not been sound would become sound right now. In the name of Jesus. Church, can you do this? Can you stand with them? And somebody that's standing, would you just put your, put your hand on their shoulder? And let's be the church right now. Speak life. Speak healing. We ask in the name of Jesus that in the sovereignty of God, that people in this room would receive healing right now, wherever they are around you. Church, just put your hands on them and pray over them in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. 
Oh, we pray right now for incurable diseases to be cured in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray for minor things that just bother us. We ask, Lord, that those things would go in the name of Jesus. And we pray that you would show your glory in people's lives, that you would show your glory in this place right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. Mm, yeah, yeah. In the name of Jesus. Some of you right now, that healing is coming. Some of you right now, that healing is on you. I want to encourage you over the next couple of weeks to watch what you say. To just keep saying, I am healed. Don't get off medicine unless a doctor tells you to. But keep saying, I am healed. Speak healing scriptures over yourself. You can get on the internet and just, just Google healing scriptures and you can find them. Pray those, speak those over yourself. I also have, and we're not, to, we're not selling these at all. I'm not trying to do that at all. But we have CDs about healing. About We have five hours of healing on an MP3 out there. And until those are gone, you can just have those today. For one for any family that's dealing with any kind of sickness today. Because this is why, this is part of the reason I exist. And so today, I just want to encourage you to be healed, but walk in that healing. If you get around people, you know anybody that, that likes to be sick? Um, just be careful with that. Be careful what you say over yourself and instead stay what the Lord says over you. And may you be healed. May you be whole. May healing reside in your lives today in the name of Jesus. Believe it. Receive it. Walk in it. Flesh it out. Let the Spirit of God come out of your mouth and proclaim what He's doing in your life. How many people in the room, I'm almost done, Pastor, I promise. Um, how many people in the room would say, you know what, I came in here with some kind of sickness and I believe I feel right now in my body at least 50% better. If that's you, raise your hand. Put it, put it up high. Put it, put it up high. Claim that. Talk about it. Tell people today, I'm feeling better. I'm believing God's doing something. Again, we're not against medicine. So don't get off your medicine unless a doctor tells you. But just proclaim in the name of Jesus, I'm believing God's doing something in my life. And who knows? Who knows what he will do? Well, thank you so much for listening today. Thank you for this great privilege of being here, Pastor. And those folks that raise your hand to, get, to give your life to Jesus, please talk to your pastors today and, and get yourself lined up to get baptized. Thank you so much, Pastor. Thank you, Brian. God bless you, man. Thank you. Our prayer is that God will take this word and plant good eternal seeds deep into your soul. Father, we pray for your great wisdom to infiltrate this listener, draw them to you, and take them gently down the road to their next destination in life. And if you're in need of a home church, we invite you to join us at Christian Heritage Church on Shera Road in Tallahassee, Florida. A multicultural church founded on the truth of God's Word and the power of the Holy Spirit. For a worship service where the presence of God has first place, you're invited to Christian Heritage Church 
Sunday morning service is at 10.30, Wednesday evening at 7, plus youth group and kid power and small groups and more. For all the latest information, visit our website, chctoday.com.